Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. I am so sore today. (laughs) (laughs) I was like lifting my bowl of food to my mouth and like my muscles, like my arms were shaking. I was stretching at work today, like, you know, like, in, like, a, an office chair, sometimes you can, like, sit back and, like, I don't know if yes. you ever just, like, oh, put I your hands above time. your head to, like, really stretch. Mm-hmm. I went to do that yesterday, and I thought oh. I was going to, like, pull a muscle. I mean, I already <laughs> had, I think, just from working out, but, like, I felt an ab muscle, and it literally scared me. <laughs> so I was like, what is that? <laughs> I realize even in the stretching segments that I have not, like, because I haven't been stretching, yeah. it it's, like, harder to do that. Like, when you yeah. said, I felt my age, I was like, oh, boy. But then in the stretching segments, at the end, I'm like, okay, and honestly, oh, man, doing that, like, across the body leg yeah. pull thing, I was like, I've never struggled with this stretches. before, but I struggle. Um, honestly... I don't feel like they do enough in the warm-up and cool-down. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's very short. It especially is Especially for, like, maybe when I was 20, but not as a, <laughs> a 30-year-old. I'm like, as a 30-year-old, I need, like, a couple oh, minutes. No. Yeah. I hear Which you. I, hear I will you, say, because today I, for all of our f- listeners out there, I'm it's evening where we are right now. And I usually work out in the morning, like first thing when I wake up. So I'm like just waking up. My body's not moving. You're better than me. (laughs) Yeah, but it's also harder because like you have to like really warm yourself up. Whereas today Uh I worked out this evening and actually I think I did better on today's workout because Mm. I was already like, you know, kind of stretched out a little bit from just natural movement all day. Um, Yeah. And I wasn't like as tired, but... I can like already feel it kind of setting in and I'm like ready to go to sleep, but here, yeah. here we are. I know. I'm I'm excited for the day where my recovery is quicker. Yeah. We'll we'll get I mean, because we're just in week one. Yeah. So we're our body is in shock, I think. <laughs> like, hey, what you what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all right, well, let's get into this treat of an episode. All right, so this week we watched season four, episode 17, titled The One with the Free Porn. Teleplay by Richard Goodman, story by Mark J. Knurth, and directed by Michael Lembeck, and originally aired on March 26, 1998. Chandler Mm. and Joey are glued to their TV after discovering an unscrambled adult cable channel. Monica helps Ross tell his girlfriend he loves her, and Phoebe gets some surprising pregnancy news. Oddly enough, that's great episode. That's all the topics we're going to talk about tonight. Look at that. Yes, ready for it. All right, friends. So we will talk about three topics, exactly what we just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll start with a soft open, and then lead right into the first topic, which is all about the guys and their free porn. Yes. So in the soft open, we're in the apartment, and Chandler's watching TV, and we hear somebody in the bathroom just being very loud. And so Joey walks out, and we find out it's Traeger, um, and he's snaking the drain very loudly. And Joey exclaims that he may have found Chandler's lost flip-flop. Um, 
So Joey sits down and he presses a button on the remote. We don't know what he presses, but all of a sudden, porn comes on very mm-hmm. loudly, mm-hmm. very disturbingly. Um, yes. And, and neither of them know what, know what, like, know what is going on. And they realize, like, we don't pay, we didn't even pay our cable bill. Like, maybe this is how they punish us. And then it just leads mm-hmm. them down the spiral of um, Chandler's like, let's not pay our phone bill. Maybe we'll get free phone sex. And they're like, yeah, 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 totally. And Joey's like, and then let's just not pay our gas bill. And both of them look at each other like, what? Okay. Mm. Um, but then Traeger comes out. He's all done. And he notices what they're watching. He says this has happened to him before. But his mistake is he turned off the TV and it was gone, which led him to be yes. sad. So the porn movie that Joey and Chandler are watching when the super comes in is called On Trial, colon, Oral Arguments. I really didn't need to know that, but thank you. <laughs> it's a fun fact. <laughs> Don't blame the messenger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not from personal uh, experience. Goodness. Okay. Um, anyways, so continuing on to the main parts of the episode, we'll start with the guys. Oh, yes. Also, before we keep going, Joey's slippers remind me of like my, my like my dad. It's the the slippers that like they kind of look like moccasins, but with the soft fur on the insides. Yeah, that's the like type of slippers he's wearing. And I was like, oh, that's like very nostalgic. I feel like that was very like nineties. I yes, feel like it's even coming back so. now. Like my roommate has a pair of slippers like that. Oh, do yeah. they? Oh, that's funny. like the girl version, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we're in the apartment still, and the guys are still watching their lovely porn. Um, and Rachel and Monica are also there eating lunch or something. And Rachel mm-hmm. wants to turn it off; she's had enough. But the guys stop her and say, "No, no one's allowed to touch the remote, the TV, or even the air around the TV." So Monica. Is like, well, then at least mute it. And so she goes for the remote, mutes it, and the guys freak out thinking something's going to happen. But they find out it's just muted. So now they're just watching porn without hearing porn. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, Rachel is, it like comes back to the apartment. Rachel is like humming, singing this theme song. And she's like, why have I had this stuck in my head all day? And Chandler tells her, well, that's the theme song from Goodwill Humping. Um, and this leads mm-hmm. Rachel to state that her new boyfriend Joshua doesn't like dirty movies and the guys are like yeah okay that's not true um, mm-hmm. and so Chandler's like well does he think that the dialogue is corny and um, if he found it f- and he finds it funny not sexy she's like yeah of course that's what he said and they're like yeah no he likes porn he definitely does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then Rachel is mortified and so she goes to leave the apartment they're like why are you leaving and she's like because i need to find out if joshua thinks supermodels are really too skinny Which, yeah of course he doesn't a little bit of lying is happening <laughs> yeah right Great i will story. say that the we've got two magna doodles in this episode okay, the first one says clean bathroom that's the very beginning first you, you, one it's really hard you have to pause it at yeah. just the right spot when like phoebe's coming in the door i think, think monica wrote but it the first one huh monica wrote it um, or the guys because they needed to call Traeger. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that makes so, sense. So I don't know. I already forgot. Clean bathroom. And then it changes to then say, 
um, knock, knock, who's there? Porn. With like... <laughs> All caps. Nice. I'm glad you caught it because I, I saw that there was something, but like you said, you mm-hmm. had to stop it at like the right time and I couldn't stop it. So I'm glad you did. It was so blurry even. It was it was hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so then a little while later, the guys walk into the girls' apartment and they ask if they can watch cartoons on their TV because they really need a porn break. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, no, if you're tired of it, just turn it off. Um, and at this point... Joey is eating this massive Toblerone, which we'll get to more later, but this, this is the point where he has it. Um, and that's really all that happens there. That's really all that happens in the bulk of the episode with the porn. It's on in every scene that they're in the apartment, but it doesn't really, like, make a big focus. Um, is this when, Monica, I realized that I did the episode like I write it, and so I have notes all over the place. Is this when... No. Okay. I'm looking at your notes. It's not... Are you okay. looking at this part? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not that. It's this one. Sorry. I should have organized my notes differently. Got it. Okay. No, you're good. Um, the only other thing that really happens is in the tag. So the soft open and the tag are both about the guys in their porn. Um, mm-hmm. And in the tag... Chandler walks in and so they just start talking about these normal scenarios like you never go to the bank and like the teller and the teller is really hot and she doesn't like say anything to you or she doesn't rip your shirt off um and like they're getting mad or go go into the vault I yeah, think they're getting mad that these hot girls quote unquote are not responding like a porn star would because that's all they're watching yeah um and so they realize like it's time to turn it off and they do, and they're both like, yeah. oh, that's, like, really nice. This is kind of a relief. And then it just pauses for a second, and they're like, well, you want to see if we still have it? <laughs> so they turn it on, and they do, surprisingly. It doesn't happen like what happened to Traeger. I love how, um, at one point, Joey says, the woman pizza delivery guy. <laughs> like, he's probably so used to saying pizza delivery guy that, like, the idea that, like, it was a woman this time, you know, he just, like, tax on woman at the front end which was funny um a couple fun facts same thing it's just this is a topic that obviously makes us uncomfortable but i just it's here so i have to say it for all of those that it doesn't make uncomfortable um in one of the porn movies there is apparently a longtime porn star named ron ron jeremy that can be seen on the tv in the background um there is a little bit of a continuity spoof the boys insist on leaving the porn on 24-7, yet it is clearly off when Emily is in the apartment on the phone with Ross, but it's back on in the next scene. Like, yeah, so, it, makes, I mean, it makes you wonder if they, I don't know. I mean, maybe that scene takes place, I don't know. It was continuity. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a couple other little random ones where, like, just the continuity of, like, like, when Rachel rocks over to the guys to turn off the TV while they're eating, Chandler says, like, no one touches the air around the TV. Then in the following shots and counter shots, like, Rachel's position switches from, like, hands on her hips to arms crossed in front of her. Yeah. So it kind of goes back and forth that way. So there's just, like, a few of those things. But I thought it was interesting that, like, the continuity is definitely off when it comes to their insistence that the porn stay on 24-7. Yeah. But it is very clearly off with Emily. So I think, I think it was just a... A goof. 
All right. Um, the next topic we'll talk about is Phoebe and her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of the episode, Phoebe enters the apartment carrying her massage table and the girls rush over to take it from her because she shouldn't be carrying heavy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when Phoebe kind of realizes that she would like a new job where she doesn't need to lug her table around um, everywhere because it's, you know, getting harder to carry. And she's like, ooh, yeah. like a doctor. Which is funny because we all know that, it, you know, that takes a lot of schooling and brain cells. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So she sits down and she realizes that they're watching porn, which reminds her of her OBGYN appointment that's coming up. Yes. Such a weird yes. parallel, but I get it. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. how Phoebe can make that. Yeah. Um, so we go to the OBGYN appointment and Rachel is with her. And one thing I found a little odd is why are Frank and Alice not going with her? I had that same thought when I saw them at the cafe in like the following scenes. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Why are they not? They're clearly free. Right. And, and, and like, she's pregnant for them. Like this isn't her baby, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. I did um, the the Beth Israel Hospital is sort of kind of a consistent hospital in in new york or like in this in this show for them i just thought it was uh kind of cool that it just keeps like consistently coming up i'm pretty sure it's it's mount sinai right beth israel probably I have no idea. um it's like a it's in gramercy in manhattan um like around gramercy park so i just i just wanted to like call that out that's that's where that is nice. Um, but when she's at the OBGYN, the doctor has a name, um, a name tag for Dr. Oberman, which is the same name as Carol's OBGYN in the one with the sonogram at the end, which was like one of the very first episodes, but also the, also the, the 100th in 1998 has a male OBGYN with the same name. So they they are consistently using Dr. Oberman as like a last name for these OBGYNs, which I think is funny. I mean, the nice thing is they don't have to get a new name tag. That's true. That's true. They're saving on their money costs. Yeah, such a small cost, but okay. <laughs> such a small cost. Um, all right. So anyways, in this scene, we find that Rachel goes with her there. And this is where they get to hear the heartbeat. Um in the ultrasound and the doctor asks her like has anyone talked to you about multiple births and phoebe is like you Mm -hmm. know let's just get through this one and then if i decide to get pregnant again i'll keep your card um which is a valid statement and she goes no no no. i mean i hear three separate heartbeats um Mm -hmm. and phoebe's Phoebe says, oh, my God, like four or five times. And every time she says it, she gets like more and more scared. Like you can just tell like yeah. she's excited. And then she's like, what? Wait, no. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, blo- like her mind is blowing at the fact that she's going to have three full grown babies walking around inside her, which we all know is mm-hmm. not actually true. <laughs> um, yeah. But then the doctor tries to reassure her that, you know, actually having three is not much different than having one. And Phoebe gets mad. She's like, what What do you know about that? Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously she's a doctor, so. Right. <laughs> right. But in that moment when you go from I'm having one baby to three, excuse me. No, it's a lot. That's a lot. Um, so then we go to the cafe 
immediately after that and Frank and Alice come in um, Mm -hmm. and Alice goes for a hug and Phoebe like acts like she's going to hug her but then she just hugs her stomach um, Mm -hmm. well her uterus really but you know what I mean Um, yeah it's her stomach you can say it's (laughs) her stomach and then I just have so many nurses in my family they're like it's not your stomach I'm like I get that but it's in the same area but that's that's where it is (laughs) Um, and then Phoebe gives this like really dumb analogy about three people walking along the street and you see three of them and you're like oh they look nice and Frank Mm -hmm. somehow like understands what she's saying and she's like congrats you're gonna have three babies and then sits down Mm -hmm. Um, and they are so excited Frank is over the moon because he finally gets his band Um, yeah okay so when he when he says that when he shouts I finally got my band the guy who played him, Giovanni Ribisi. Um, Ribisi also played the drummer who lost his job in The Wonders, the band in That Thing You Do, to Guy Shades Patterson after he broke his arm. Nice. I yeah, so that's just a little, like, you know. Man, I haven't seen The Wonders in so long. <laughs> I used to watch that all the time. <laughs> also, when, when she's telling them that, um, just a, another continuity glitch um over phoebe's shoulders there's uh there's like a girl sitting behind her and the legs like the legs of the girl sitting behind her um in one shot they're like they're crossed right over left then left over right then right over left with each cut it kind of cuts back and forth really quick so just a little goof there um so phoebe is shocked that they're actually so excited and they don't understand what she means so she she's like well um, you know, having three babies adds a bigger expense. They're harder to raise, you know, etc. And you can just mm-hmm. like see the fear set in their eyes as soon as she starts saying that. Um, which mm-hmm. I think happens to any parent, really. Like you are excited because it's an exciting True. thing, but then you start thinking of all the things that are, you know, coming with that baby, and then add two more. Right. Um, yeah. So then Alice makes a joke about a very bad joke, might I say about um, how she is a home ec teacher and she's just going to have her kids, you know, 30 kids making baby clothes all year and they'll be set. <laughs> um, she's like, I'll have my own little sweatshop, which obviously we don't condone. Um, she's like low key freaking yeah. out. She's like manic laughing almost. Yeah. <laughs> and then Frank decides that he's going to drop out of college to get a job, which is a smart thing to say. But Phoebe's shocked. She's like, wait, you're in college? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to refrigerator school. You know, I thought mm-hmm. when we were having a kid, like, yeah. it might be a good idea to have a career. And I really like refrigerators. So, like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, which is so weird. Refrigerator college? What? Yeah. I'm almost wondering if it's, like, a trade school and it's, like, uh, like electronics yeah. or something. But, like maybe what they have him work on is refrigerators. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's, he's not, not very bright. Yeah, smart, no, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so Phoebe just feels really bad cause she doesn't want him to drop out. And he reassures her like, no worries. Like this is a different kind of career. Three kids and no money. Yeah. So seem to not go together very well. <laughs> um, so then we're back in the apartment. Okay. Hold on. The, in the cafe, I love Alice's outfit in in the cafe she's got like a camel coat on um a bright like classic orange like a bright orange um scarf and then like a forest green shirt 
And just the combination and color blocking of those colors with like a classic camel coat. I was like, okay, Alice, like you get it, girl. I loved it. So I just had to point it out because there hasn't, I haven't like mentioned a lot of outfits lately. And I, I mean, neither have you. Like we haven't really talked about anyone's clothes lately, but hers just stuck out to me a lot. Nice. Um, so we're back in the apartment and Phoebe enters after having been at the cafe and is still visibly like upset that Frank has to quit college because his super mm-hmm. fertile sister is having three babies. Yeah. Um, and she has to make a lot of money quickly. And she specifically wants to talk to Chandler simply because he works for a big company. That's it. Um, she looks at him and he's like, okay, she goes insider training. What kind of information <laughs> can you give me on that? <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which is so illegal. <laughs> but just the way he's like, you know, well, they don't really talk about that they to us, really... <laughs> but I could get you some free whiteout. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it was just the way they, the way that she like said it. She's like, you work for a big yeah. company. Insider trading. What can you give me? Is, the, is that the outfit where Monica has her red shirt on? I think so. Like they're all eating popcorn. Yeah. Okay, first of all, whitest popcorn, again, white popcorn alert, so dumb, add some freaking butter. <laughs> um, but Monica's shirt was sort of driving me nuts because there's a, a ton of buttons on it, so I literally counted. There are 13 buttons on her shirt that run from the very bottom all the way up to the top. Like, it's just one of those shirts where the way you close it is by hooking a bunch of buttons. That's dumb. And it was driving with, the, with that shirt with a combination of like her one hair clip was just I, I was not feeling Monica's vibe. I don't feel like this episode. Monica's like Monica's hair this season has been atrocious. Okay, yes. So, and I just don't like talking about it because I hate it. But she she glows up in the next few seasons. So like, yeah, I'm forgiving her. You're right. We'll hold out for the for the good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't really gotten yeah. to like Monica's like peak yet. Uh, it's coming. I mean, she looked real good in the first couple well, seasons. Yeah. Like, old class, not old, but like, I mean, I guess it would be technically really young, classic Monica, yeah. like in her red. And well, it's funny. Like, that was great. And then she goes through a weird cycle, and then we. Yeah. And then she lands pop again. Pop up and um, see her again. Yeah. Well, she, it's funny because I just saw a, a meme the other day. I don't even know if it was really a meme. It was just like. Every now and then, like, Instagram or Facebook will show me, like, pictures of friends. And um, it said, it had, like, four pictures of Monica, like, four of her, like, best pictures of being on Friends. Um, mm-hmm. And it said something like, why or why, do, why can't we start talking about Courtney Cox the way we talk about Jennifer Aniston? I'm like, I agree. Please. Like, enough about yes. Rachel. Give us some more about Monica. I agree. Everyone was so... And I... I like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, same. Um, but but you're right. No one like Jennifer Aniston was like the cute young blonde, and I think it's a blonde versus brunette. I really thing. think like, it is too, especially yes, I think especially in media in, and stuff. Yeah, in media in general, but I think especially back then, I feel like blonde was like what everybody wanted. Yes, I don't feel that. I as mean, much Rachel's anymore. Rachel's haircut was like yeah iconic yeah. and i think people just forgot about courtney and now that we're all older we're like courtney had it going on <laughs> courtney like really looking back like i think all of us 
for probably more Courtney than Jennifer any day. Yes, she was killing yeah. it. Anyways, we digress. Um, okay, so then we're a little while later, we're in the girl's apartment, and Phoebe enters with a briefcase full of sharp knives. <laughs> and she goes, I know what you're thinking, Chandler. Pregnant women slays four? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so the friends, she cuts this, like, can with these knives. Um, I think, I mean, at least in America, I think we can all safely say we've heard of this pyramid scheme. Um, mm-hmm. and the friends tell her that, like, this is just not going to make you enough money. But she assures them, she's like, no, I know it won't make me enough money for what I need, but it'll make me enough money to help me start my second plan, which is a Saturn dealership. Which, fun fact, that second part of her plan would have eventually failed because all Saturn dealerships were closed in 2009. So it wouldn't have gotten her that far, maybe about 10 years worth. Yeah. Um, so then a little, Oh wait. Also, um, I spotted the Weller pottery again. It was behind Phoebe's head again, the blue vase. Mm -hmm. That's Weller pottery. Nice. Um, so a little while later, we're in the girl's apartment again. And side note, before we talk about what happens here, I love Monica and Chandler <laughs> and how much they cuddle each other. It's mm-hmm. just like, ugh. You're just building It's so funny how, like, how they set up this shot because they needed, and here's, like, the practicality of shooting. If they were, in fact, alone in the apartment together and they were not trying to set up the shot for Phoebe and Rachel to come in together, they would not have placed them the way that they were. Oh, no, probably not. Because Joey was on this weird, single, low-sitting seat that made his back kind of to the TV. And then Chandler and Monica are, like, snuggling on a couch together and there's this huge two-person, and you could honestly fit more, couch in this living room. If they were all actually just hanging out, they would have not been sitting that way. But I think sometimes when they had to stage for people to come in and set the scene, they would stage like for what was going to happen versus what in reality would have been happening. And that's one of the things that kind of frustrates me because I'm like, yes, I ob- obviously love Chandler and Monica, and I love that they're like – preluding to spoiler what's eventually going to you know happen but it's so unrealistic that joey would be sitting where he's at with his love for tv it's just like a weird setup it's like they walked into this like weird scenario yeah only if you look at it that close which is sometimes it's reality (laughs) so i'm gonna look at it that close i see i wouldn't have cared but because also, I'm pretty sure the chair that Joey is sitting in, I have a comment on in the next episode, so. Okay, nice. Um, that's funny. Um, anyways, this scene. So, Phoebe and Rachel come bounding in, and they sit on the couch. That's very large. The completely empty couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that could have fit four people on it. <laughs> um, so, they're, they're sitting there, and Phoebe exclaims that they have a plan that um, her and Frank are going to open up a massage place together. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They can work around his school schedule. She doesn't have to have to quit school and she can have like her own place. And Monica asks the very obvious question and how are you going to afford this? Um, (laughs) And then her and Rachel, Rachel tries to start explaining, but then Phoebe is like, no, this is mine. Like I want to explain it. 
Um, she's going to combine the need of driving around, like getting places, people getting places, and then getting a massage because everybody needs to mm-hmm. go places and everybody needs massages. So they're going to mm-hmm. turn the van that they originally had for catering into a taxi where people can relax. And before Phoebe can say it, Rachel yells, a relaxy taxi. And Phoebe is like so mad, which yeah, she spoiled. I it. would understand, especially if it's like her deal. Don't ruin mm-hmm. it, Rachel. Yeah. So they get in this Agreed. little like fuss where they are fighting back and forth, and um, Phoebe exclaims, "Like, well, you were gonna what? Did, I didn't write it down." She's like, "You are gonna call it a relaxy, relaxy cab. cab," but she said it like relaxy cab, like separate. Mm-hmm. And then we find out Rachel's like, "No, it's like taxi cab, but relaxy cab." And she's like, oh, that actually does make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Both of them are very clever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yes, so that's all. Anything else on Phoebe and her triplets? Um, I don't think so. No. Cool. And let's get to the content that you and I don't really care about. <laughs> that was so mean. Um. I I joke, but not really. Um, Ross and Emily. So, honestly, I'd rather listen about Ross and Emily than Ross and Rachel. Okay, I guess sure. I do not have any qualms about them necessarily. Okay, I actually think they randomly fit well together. I mean, they do, which except for the fact we'll probably that talk across about the country from each other. Well, yeah, but like demeanor, personalities, oh, yeah. like yeah. she's funny in a in a quirky way. So is he? I think we're probably gonna. I don't know what the two star friends think, but I'm ready to like get in it with them because they they have apparently strong feelings about it, and I really don't mind them at all. I actually think they would have made a better couple. Cool. And she fit well in with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're digressing a little too far. They haven't really begun yet. Um, That's okay. All right. So towards the beginning, we're in the girl's apartment. Ross enters with his classic, hi, because he's very sad um, because Emily has left. And uh, Monica tries to cheer him up by telling him that the guys have free porn. And he ponders that thought for a moment and then decides no, like, which I do appreciate about Ross. Like, he is probably the most mature of all three of them. Um, Mm -hmm. and obviously he knows in this moment, he would rather talk to his sister than look at porn. Um, so Monica is just being the sister and asking like if he's going to see her again. And he decides to start talking like Emily in a British accent and just saying, you know, like this is he, so we tried to ask her about like what their future looks like. And she's like, this is so fantastic. Why don't we, why don't we have, why do we have to talk about the future? And Monica stops him and says, you can stop the accent. We don't Mm -hmm. need to hear that. Um, And she exclaims that he has to see her again. And what did I write that? Oh, he has to see her again so that he can live out her fantasy. The fantasy, which is meet someone from a strange land, fall madly in love, and spend the rest of your lives together. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he tells this little story about, is that why you hung out with the Ukrainian kid when you were in school? She's like, yeah, partly, but. um, What interesting timing to talk about. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Ukraine. Um, For those of you who may listen to this episode um, after, like way after its release, 
obviously there's the Russian and Ukraine war happening like right now. So I was like, that did not age well, even though it like technically did, yeah. but it just, I was like, it's just figure. of all countries to have said, like, right okay. at this time this frame. Moment, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. I did notice, though, this was the first real look into Monica's living room outside of that first time that she, like, revealed it to her friends. I don't think, like, we've really been in her living room. No. So I was, like, looking around, like, oh, this looks all new. And it's because we really haven't seen a glimpse into it except for that first episode where she was, like, napping when she invited everyone over. Yeah. Um, so Monica asks if he loves her. Um, which he does, but he's like, what really is love? So she tells him, go to the airport, call out her name, say you love her, and then she'll probably say she loves you back, kiss her, and then she just goes down this tangent of all these things, you know, like push her into the plane and then throw her up against the cockpit and all this stuff, and she stops herself and she goes, I've been watching way too much porn. Mm. Because we all know Monica. She tends to, like, fantasize. Because she's not getting it. Yeah. She was romanticizing some of those storylines. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, so we go to the airport. Ross finds Emily very easily, which I, I don't... I mean, the airports in New York are, are surprisingly not as big as I think they should be. Um, so I guess that would make sense if he'd find her. But he tells her that he needs to see her one more time before she takes off. And this is where we find the big Toblerone. Is that how you say it? Yes. Have you ever had a Toblerone? I feel like I've had like a piece of one before of somebody else's. And I'm pretty sure it's just like a big chocolate bar. Is it only chocolate? I was like. I think so. I don't actually know though. I figured it would have had to be some sort of like nuts and chews or. Is that how you say that? Uh, is it? Is that what it is? I'm looking it up. Toblerone is a Swiss chocolate brand produced in Bern. Bern? Bern? Toblerone is known for its distinctive shape, almond a series nougat. of jointed... Honey and okay. almond nougat. That would make sense. Okay. Sorry, I beat you to the punch. Yeah, thanks for that. Anytime. <laughs> Um, but it's massive. Like, I mean, you can see them in the store and they're like, it's so they're big. little, like a, they look like a Snickers bar. But um, yeah, that one was massive. And it like hits him in I the mean, face. Yeah, to even break off one piece, it would still take you several bites to get through one triangular portion. It was so big. Yeah. Um, so there's one last boarding call, final boarding call for her plane. They mm-hmm. kiss... She gives him the candy because she can only have one carry-on. Just showing how big it is. Um, yeah, as a joke. And then he pulls her, like, over to the side for a second. He just comes out with it. And he says, I love you. I Like, I, I just have to let you know that I love you. And she kind of looks at him with big eyes, gives him a hug. And she's like, thank you. And then gets on the plane. And mm. And all he can do is sit there and say, it's no problem. Yeah, big letdown here. Yes. Um, fun fact, uh, her flight number, which you can visibly see on the board, like by the gate, is VS009. We can see that it's a Virgin Atlantic flight. Um, in reality, flight VS009 is a Virgin Atlantic flight at 
like in the opposite direction from London to New York. So the correct flight number should really be VS010, um, which is the correct flight number for the flight from JFK to London Heathrow. So they sort of like flip-flopped what the actual numbers like should have been. Cool. Um, so Ross heads to the apartment and he's visibly upset, tells the friends that he told her and she said, thank you. Um, Monica thought he was telling her thank you. So she said, no, what did she say? And he said, I said, I love you. And she said, thank you. So Joey offers, um, that he should play hard to get to which Ross (laughs) tells him she already lives in London. He's like, yeah, then you go to Tokyo. Mm. What? Okay. Um, so then Chandler tells him that he should just forget it. It's over. And Monica yells yeah. very loudly, it's not over. You're over. And Chandler is just so confused. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so then Monica tells him that, that she will call. Like, she does love you. She was probably, like, her, prob- her feelings are probably just so strong that she was scared in that moment. And nervous and didn't know what to say so go home wait for her to call and then ross exclaims if she doesn't call it's definitely over unless <laughs> i call to check in she doesn't answer and then she doesn't call me back and then then it's definitely <laughs> over just the whole playing all the scenarios yeah. which i get yeah you you tell her ross <laughs> you tell her right um so then we go to ross's apartment a little while later and he's sleeping very awkwardly like he's fallen asleep leaning on his bed and the phone rings and it's Emily and she feels terrible for how she acted, but she has to let him know that there's someone else. Um, and Ro- yeah. I thought Ross's, Ross's comeback was pretty funny. Does that mean the same thing in England that it does in America? <laughs> Which we yeah. all know it does. Um, I do love Emily's like sheer shirt over her black tank top. I think I like it. That's, I could I could see why you would like that, but no. I think with her haircut, it drives me a little nuts. Like, there's a combination thing that I don't like, but just the actual shirt and tank top combo I like. There's, like, something about her that doesn't pull it all together, but I'm just, I'm trying to be, like, objective about that actual outfit, and I actually think I like it. Nice. It's very 90s. It is very 90s, yeah. And maybe because it's, like, very 90s rock. Like, you would see girls who have, like... Uh, like mohawks or colored hair wearing something like that with like studded bracelets to like a rock concert or like an emo punk concert. Yeah. So like to see Emily who's like very like proper and British I think that's maybe what's messing me up but the actual shirt itself I like. Um. So then a little while later well immediately after we go to the apartment and Emily and Ross is telling the friends that Emily's not sure if she wants Ross or Colin, who is this other British guy, apparently. Um, Mm -hmm. And Monica is mad because this is not how it was supposed to go. But now you have to prove your love because with Monica, you always have to want, like she always has to one up it and she always wants to be right. We all know this. And, and she's very story driven. Yes. Like she's definitely embellishing a bit. Yeah. But Ross exclaims that he's done. He's done listening to Monica He's tried, mm-hmm. he even tried to put his fist to the wall, but he missed, hit the door, but he hit it hard enough to open the door. 
<laughs> um, but Monica still encourages him to go to London. He needs to go over there. And he says, no, I don't want to do that. And she says, well, how did you act with Paulo and Rachel? Do you want the same thing to happen with you and Emily? Which is a mm-hmm. very valid thing. Um, mm-hmm. So she tells him to go fight for her, go to London. And he agrees yeah. to go. Um, but before he walks out the door, Joey says, hey, if you're going to stop by the airport, which obviously he is, um, <laughs> can you get me another Toblerone bar? And while he's saying this, Chandler is like mouthing with in with his hands like, no, no, don't get him one. <laughs> so who knows what happened with that bar? Um, so we're in the girl's apartment and we get a phone call. Monica gets a phone call from Ross in London, which I don't even want to know how much that cost. Um, Mm -hmm. and he exclaims it's raining there. He's in a phone booth and Emily hasn't come home. We don't know how long he's been there, but it sounds like he's been there a while. So he thinks that she's with Colin and Monica says like, just stay until the next flight. And then if you don't see her come home, um, Mm -hmm. he's agrees. Okay. So then we get a knock on the door. They're in the guy's apartment. We get a knock on the door and it's Emily. And Chandler's confused. He's like, are we in London? (laughs) And she tells him, no, I'm here to see Ross. Um, And she walks in and she puts her bag down and she has another Toblerone bar in her bag. Another giant Toblerone. (laughs) Joey just eyes it. And she's like, what is your problem? He's like, oh, nothing. That's good. Um... But Monica freaks out because she was right. Like, right? You do love him. And he... Mm-hmm. But Emily, being Emily, kind of reserved. She's like, I just want to talk to Ross. Do you guys know where he is? And then that's where they tell her. He's in London. So she calls him. Calls her. Well, she calls herself. Yeah, she calls herself. <laughs> which her phone must be very loud for him to be able to hear it outside while it's raining, might I add. Mm-hmm. Um, but she calls. Yeah. It goes. To, it goes to voicemail and he stands up because he hears it's her she tells him it's over with colin and then we hear yes joey you can have the chocolate in the background and then she's ross is like rolling his eyes (laughs) he's like come on she said i came here to tell you that i love you and in like she just starts going down you know i love you and then she's like and if i don't even know if you can hear me but he's like i'm gonna call you back even though you can't hear me and so he like goes to call her and she's like she says some, something like her neighbors, like, if you're listening to this, bugger off, will you? Um, mm-hmm. The friend's faces when they when she says yeah. that is, is funny to look at. Um, and then call waiting comes in. It starts to be, she, she says, call waiting, I have to go. And then she picks up the call waiting, which uh, it's yeah. not your phone. That is not your responsibility. Right. No, it's when you would hand it to Monica or the guys. Yes, agreed. The guy's apartment. Um, yes. Yep. But she picks it up nonetheless. Ross says hi, and she immediately says, Ross, I love you. And he goes, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so although it's very subtle when she says she loves him, Rachel looks a little uncomfortable in the background. It's very subtle, but it's there. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Also, it was very like a very romantic gesture. I forgot what happened in this episode. Like, I remember Ross was waiting. Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, Ross is waiting outside. Okay. But I forgot, like, what happened. And then when she showed up at the door, I was like, that is so romantic. And I have been a little emotional today. And I may have cried when 
when she was like telling him over her phone how she loved him. I was like, this is so cute. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, favorite scene? Um, <laughs> the one you cried in? <laughs> no, that's not my favorite. But I think, honestly, I was like, when Monica did that final, like, go fight for her. Like, she seemed to transition a little bit outside of, like, her own, like, desired fantasy to be, like, walked out. Like, she, throughout this episode, we had seen, like, her fantasy she was like living vicariously through Ross. So she was like pushing him to do things just for the sake of her own fantasy being fulfilled. But like in that moment when she was like, go fight for her, like don't like, if she's going to say no, like don't let it be because like you stood passive. I mean, she didn't say that exactly, but that was, that's what she was getting across. And I was like, go Monica. Like I really liked that, that like little push in the right direction. Nice. What about you? Um, I think the scene when he comes back from the airport and he's like upset Ross, oddly enough, both of ours is kind of about Ross. Um, Mm -hmm. He comes back and he, I think because you've talked about it, that David Schwimmer is just really good at acting in general, like his expressions um, Mm -hmm. as well as his like verbalness. But just like how he's visibly upset, like you can see it. And then he's trying to explain to them that she said thank you, and they're not getting it. But just, like, his facial expressions, and then he looks at Joey and he's like, like, she lives in London. And Mm -hmm. just all of it. I think it was just so funny to, like, watch him, because you could just, like, I mean, I could feel it through the screen. Just his, like, frustration and, like, also having... Because there's nothing worse than when you're frustrated about something, and then you have to explain Mm -hmm. your frustration to somebody... And then when they don't yeah. get it right away, and then it's just you're more frustrated. So I just think he did a really good job at, like, portraying that. So I'll give it to Ross. Yeah, that's great. What about the rating? Um, I never think about this. I know, me neither. Um, I think... I mean, honestly, I feel like this one shouldn't have been named after the one with free porn. But... Because it was the smallest part, but um, it could be the one with the Toblerone, <laughs> with right. the giant Toblerone. Right. Um, I'll probably give this one. I'll probably give this one right in the middle, an Unagi. Um, okay, because I mean it is important in the Ross Rachel or not Ross Rachel Ross Emily. <laughs> just it just you can't get away. Off your um, <laughs> it the does. Ross Emily. It, like, pushes forward. And I think there were a lot of good moments, um, like you said, with, like, Monica and Ross. Um, mm-hmm. And the the sweet gesture between the two of them flying to each other's countries. Um, yeah. And then it was nice, like, for Phoebe to have a good, like, storyline mm-hmm. for once. Um, like, hers was probably the second, second biggest. Mm-hmm. So I think it was an overall good episode, but it, it wasn't, like... Like, it's not one that I'm going to go back and watch again by any means. But um, I think it, it was it was good enough to, like, make the, like, halfway point, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. not much else I could say. Okay. I'm going to give it a how you doing. I thought it was funny enough. I think I laughed out loud a couple of times. Um, 
I, I like I, literally I like it for all the same reasons. Um, again, I thought that the scene between the two of them was super romantic. Like she kind of freaked out. So she didn't say it at the same time because obviously she had somebody else. But then she broke it up and showed up back in the States. Like I think that's so romantic. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to hedge it up just a little bit. But I don't think it passes the seven threshold. But yeah. Nice. All right, post-show wrap-up. Trivia time! All right. Who is the only friend Joey hasn't kissed? Okay. We just talked Ooh, let about me go this, through these. didn't we? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. No, I mean, like, we talked um, about it, like, something totally unrelated. We're like, oh, yeah, that's the only... I think it was, like, a fun okay. fact. So he kisses... Obviously, he kisses Rachel. He kisses Phoebe. He kisses Chandler. I want to say it's Ross. Does when does he kiss Monica? I don't know. What's your answer? Let's not draw this out. I'll I'll go with you. I'll go Ross. Ah, you should have stuck with your first one. It was my. I didn't know if it. I didn't even know if it was the first one. I was just trying to remember. Yeah, it was Monica. Monica. When did he kiss Ross? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, when the friends were playing a game of catch, who dropped the ball? Didn't we just watch this? Oh, n- no, I think it's coming up. Oh, I was thinking, um, I was thinking of the football game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like someone puts it down, don't they? Or did that not oh, count? Oh, yeah. Was it when Monica? they throwing the ball back and forth. It's Phoebe, isn't Phoebe? it? No, because Was Monica it gets into it. She does get into it. somebody catches it and then just sets it down and they're like, <gasps> Oh, it must be Phoebe. It's Phoebe or Rachel? I think it's Phoebe. I think it's so Phoebe. All right. We're okay. one for two. Phoebe seemed just absent-minded enough to be like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Plop. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Good job. Um, social media spotlight. We heard back from Christy Schramm, who um, was a new friend last week. Um, remember, I had asked where they heard, like, how they found us. Yeah. And she responded back, hi there, I recently discovered podcasts and started with The Office Ladies. I love that. I love how there's like parallels between The Office. I know you don't listen to it, but I do. I love that there's like parallels between The Office Ladies and us, even though they are far more qualified to talk about their own show. Obviously. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Since they were there. Um, uh, Christy continues. She says, when I finished that one, I started looking for other rewatch podcasts and yours came up. You two are so sweet, and I have really enjoyed listening to your pod. I started rewatching Friends a few weeks ago. I've seen it multiple times through, but I figured it was time to watch it again. I can't wait to hear you talk to the guys about the Emily storyline. Thanks for messaging me back. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Christy. You are so sweet. Um, then Manang um, called me out big time, which in hindsight, I don't know why I didn't see this. I think I was thinking of Harold and Kumar. <laughs> reading his last name (laughs) Manang I am honestly so sorry I didn't even I didn't even really look at the spelling of your name it's long Kumar like it's it's M-E-R at the end and I kept saying Kumar as if it's an A so he called me out like (laughs) real hard saying like (laughs) saying like that's not how you pronounce it so um I'm gonna read through some of his things because he had just listened to our last week's episode, episode 98, and he said he jotted down a few notes. So he gave me some feedback on 
my story about my teeth falling out in like all of my dreams. Not all of them. It just happens pretty frequently. He said, Leanne, our ancestor's superstition was that if your teeth fell out in your dreams, someone you know dies. This happened to me once, two, three years back. That's so interesting. Honestly, I can't afford any more people dying in my life because the last year and a half has been like three major, like the matriarchs of my family. So (laughs) I can't handle anymore. Um, But that is such an interesting view on it. Because I've always heard from like dream interpretation books. I've never read one, but just like a quick Google will show you sometimes that like I think it says that you feel like you don't have any control of your life or like things are changing and you you don't have any like like you're losing control. Um, So I just thought that was an interesting interpretation. Um, Manane continued and said, and I don't know why you guys dislike Rachel, but you like love Jen. Yeah. He's like, please don't say you don't like her, too. I like Rachel Aniston. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a new what? one. Okay, do you like Jennifer Aniston? Let's, let's, oh gosh. Do you like, yeah, I like her. Yeah, I, have, I like her I enough. Have nothing against any of the actors themselves. It's just yeah. the character. It is the character of Rachel. Like, there's a way that she's portrayed that I don't like. Yeah. But I do love Jen. I like yeah, Jen. For sure. Okay. Which we already talked about, um, but yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think we just keep bringing it up a lot that, like, especially me, I just rag on we Rachel just, like, a lot. We just make sure you guys are aware that Chandler is our favorite yeah. <laughs> and Ross and Rachel are not. <laughs> yeah, as if we haven't mentioned The rest it of them fall wherever That's they so fall. Funny. But, like, just in case you forget, <laughs> we're here to remind you. Um, he also said people in Discord said they liked my suggestion and said it was great. Um he also said, I wonder if they reached out to you. We haven't heard from anyone that said specifically that they came from Discord. Um, but Manane, we'll let you know. That would be awesome. Um, here is his call out. He says, BT dubs. I put, I said that. But I find it so hilarious, Leanne, pronouncing my last name wrong. <laughs> and then just put like three cry laughing emojis. He said, P.S. I'm not offended. But am I, or not am I offending you? Um, if you want to know, the E doesn't pronounce as an A like I've been doing it. So long, Kumar. Hopefully that's better. Um, I just thought it was so funny. And he reassures you, Llewellyn, he's not going to convert um, on the whole office. Still hanging out with you over on the bright side because I said to join the Good. dark side. So um, and then he said, I have a great British accent, even though I was playing around a lot. But I really appreciate yeah, that, Manang. Nice. Thank you so much. And then he responded to our um, Instagram uh, reel that I shared earlier today about Lisa Crudrow and the Property Brothers, I think it is. Yeah. Is that who it was? Yep. Um, yeah. So we had a little bit of a story there. So. Recommend to a friend. Llewellyn, you have such a funny one here. Really I can't wait to hear what funny. it is. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds funny. Yeah. Well, it's just a game. It's... Oh. I mean, I, I think I've already talked about it. I live in Florida now where my mom and my aunt and uncle are. Um, my aunt and uncle are snowbirds. So my family grew up, or I grew up in a family that plays games all the time. Mostly mm. card games. Um, we're big on discovering new card games. Mm -hmm. Um, so we play a lot of those, but this year, since I've had more time to hang out with my aunt and uncle, which has been honestly a big blessing because, um, 
they're from Ohio and I'm from Michigan. So I see them, I would see them a lot, but not as much as I have in this last six months that they've been here. So I say all that to say, um, my aunt found a new game, somebody in their like mobile home park had introduced her to this new game called Quirkle. Um, and it's a lot like, it's very similar to like dominoes. If anybody's ever played dominoes. And when I say play dominoes, I don't mean like stand them up and then push them over because it's not how you play dominoes. <laughs> um, but it's it's a lot like, so it's got like, how do I explain it? It's got like six um, shapes and six colors. And the whole point of the game is that you have to like match them by shape or color. Um, and so you basically have to like build this board and then you get like points based on what it looks like. And then it's called Quirkle because if you get like six in a row, so six of the same color or six of the same shape um, in a row, then you get a Quirkle and it's 12 points. So it's a lot of thinking and like strategy because then there's also like only a certain number of each tile. And my family's really big on, um, there's a few of us in the family that are really big on like once we've learned the game, then we learn how to beat everybody else at the game. Um, and so we just get really good at like remembering, oh, there's only one of those tiles left, so I'm going to hold this one in my hand. So then they're forced to give me a quirkle, basically. So it's a lot of fun if you like strategic games, but it's also very easy to learn. Like when we were first learning it, we had um, some family down here that had, I think he's eight, an eight-year-old. Um and he learned how to play it very quickly and actually beat all of us. So it's Dang. pretty simple to get once you like kind of understand it. But it's a fun game. Um, the only downside is you can really only play with like four or five people. Like you can't play with much more than that because there's not that many tiles. But um, okay, it is a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something else to do or you have family reunion coming up and you want to introduce a new game, I highly recommend Quirkle. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere else but Amazon is where I get everything so there Amazon's you go Amazon's so great and it's called Quirkle Q U well, we'll put it in the show notes but Q U I R K L E exactly how it sounds Quirkle I like that that's pretty cool Um okay mine is just a um kind of a food review for my dog's raw food. I think I told you guys a while back that I... Wait, did I tell you guys that I switched yes, my dog to, like, you did. human grade? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so I got raw food that you have to, like, literally have in the freezer because it's human grade. And um, the brand... Oh, I should have looked this <laughs> I should have looked this up before. Hold on, I have it. I know I have it. Um, the The brand that I got it is called raw instinct or really it's instinct raw and I got the cage-free chicken recipe so they come in bites that are frozen um I got a six I got two six pound bags and didn't realize like how big they actually are um but my dog has loved it so far. So my dog is a 13-year-old Yorkshire Terrier. She's, um, you can see her in our little thumbnail for our show. Um, she's so cute. I love her so much. And she like chomps down on the frozen food. I am kind of thinking that after this bag of kibble is done, 
I might transition her fully to raw because it's better for her. I like that it's human grade again. Like I've been getting better and better kibble, but I like the idea that I can feed her healthy food. So the brand I got was called Instinct. Another brand that I'm considering that you don't have to keep frozen because it's like freeze dried. Um, it's also human grade. It's called Mave. M-A-E-V, and I'm also thinking of switching to that as well. Just it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit even more high quality, and it actually looks like fried frozen chunks of human food. Like you can tell what it is, whereas the one that I currently have, the Instinct, it's like they're in bite-sized, um, you know, like, you know, like the dew drop candies, that look like a like a bell shape yeah or like like a dude like a drop or whatever like a gumdrop is that what they're called like even in Candyland, they dots. all have that like oh they're called dots yeah. oh i didn't know that where they're like cylindrical sort they're of terrible. but the top is just smaller than the bottom yeah. yes they are they are they like stick to your teeth in all the weirdest ways it's horrible but that's the shape of it but it's like you can tell it's maybe like still ground up and like pressed together so i i like the idea of like switching to something but i mean my dog has loved it loved it loved it loved it so if you're trying to find like a healthier alternative for your dog if you love your dog and want to i'm obviously not like cooking for my dog but i do want her to eat well especially because she is 13 and she's a senior and old and i love her um yeah just consider switching over to maybe some human grade food or Um, You don't even have to solely switch her over. I only feed her the frozen one at night because if she doesn't eat it all within 30 minutes, like it, when it hits the 30 minute mark, you either need to like throw it out or put it back in the freezer so that it like stays good. So anyways, instinct raw. So good. My dog loves it. Nice. Yeah. So next week we're going to cover the one with Rachel's new dress. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys next week on the one with friends podcast.